Hi, I'm Pallavi and I'm Anshuman. Welcome to Navigating Life by husband and wife. So we've been reading a lot of books these past few months and probably the past year itself and we thought we'll talk about what we like to read and uh, specifically which book we are reading now. So Anshuman, what kind of books do you like to read? I enjoy reading different kinds of books, uh, primarily fiction. but uh, i especially within that like historical fiction you know that kind of fiction that has a you know some truth in history as well so as an example there's wilbur smith who writes about fiction but he embeds that fiction in how africa actually evolved over the years so that's great to read uh, then there is another author steve berry who he you know sort of picks out on certain historical aspects that are a bit unknown so he picks out certain historical moments and he builds fiction around that so another great author to read really enjoy his books uh what about you so i also like historical fiction uh but i think mine uh, are a little bit more niche my interest is a bit more niche so either the historical fiction has to relate to india or the protagonist has to be a woman but you know can be somewhere else so um i mean When I think about women in history I like to read Michelle Moran she writes a lot about uh, different women in history who've had a role to play but you know their stories haven't been told so she's written a book on Nefertiti she's written a book on Madame Tussaud so very interesting to know uh, I guess how women were treated back then but also what was their role in you know the larger scheme of things uh, of these particular women And uh, in Indian history I don't think I have a favorite author there are probably a few women author who write about uh, uh, who write books that are based in Indian history one that I can think of is uh, so one that I can think of is Chitra Banerjee Divakarni and I've recently read a book of hers that she published this year The Last Queen which was about the um, the last queen of Maharaja Ranjit Singh so quite interesting again uh, like she's got the setting right she's got the uh, she's got the era right or at least what i can think about uh, but also you know she's really gone deep into the character of the woman and her relationship with everyone else and what role she had to play in history so yeah i like historical fiction as well in summary great super and uh, what's the most recent book you have read tell us about it so I finished this book yesterday by Raza Meer which is called Murder at the Mushaira and um, it's one of those books that you know um, I wouldn't have picked up myself but when I was buying Chitra's book on Amazon this was actually suggested to me and uh, it seemed interesting so what's interesting about this book is that uh, the era that it's set in is 1857 so the you know the first uh, Indian war of independence is uh, taking place and it's actually a run up to that point um uh, and what happens is that there's actually a murder at a mushaira which was a gathering of poets and the detective is mirza galib oh interesting and you can pictureize mirza galib as a detective right but uh, and of course this is fiction i i don't know whether mirza galib was the quintessential detective but uh, just the way that the author has woven mirza galib's uh, kind of expertise in general life into you know this uh, situation it just sounds very natural that yeah of course why wouldn't you go and ask mirza galib to investigate this crime so very interesting i just finished it yesterday what about you 
Yeah, so the uh, most recent book I read is called Beyond the Last Blue Mountain. It's a book by R.M. Lala and it's based on the life of J.R.D. Tata. Um, and this book has been in my family ever since it got published in 92. Um, it's it's a really fascinating book. This is actually the first time I've actually read it. Uh, and it, it uh, you know, sort of, uh, it talks about J.R.D. Tata's life, how he came into... Uh, the Tatas and how he grew the Tatas uh, in different aspects but it also has a specific portion of the book that focuses on his contribution to the uh, aviation industry in India uh, and how his contribution actually introduced the aviation industry but then also evolved it and grew it uh, in spite of uh, you know government uh, nationalization of the industry. So, yeah, really interesting. Uh, some some really cool aspects about this book is it not only just talks about, uh, you know, instances and his journey, but it also quotes from private letters that he has written to Jawaharlal Nehru or received from Jawaharlal Nehru and correspondence with other uh, leaders of the country and leaders of industry that he has had a chance to interact with. So, um, really fascinating to learn about him. It sounds interesting. Does it have other things like, you know, photographs or quoting from journals or anything else? Yeah, yeah. It does have uh, some photographs, uh, you know, throughout the book. But it also uh, quotes from um, uh, journals, newspapers and speeches that other people have made about JRD Tata, uh, both uh, national as well as international. So, and uh, it's really, really interesting to know how much he has contributed to the country, you know, through industry, through philanthropy, uh, and how he has molded a generation of leaders initially within the Tatas, but how also the senior leadership of the Tatas contributed towards uh, government enterprises as well. And of course, you know, the, the, the wonderful development of uh, Jamshedpur as well. So, all of it is very well uh, documented in this book. What I really like about reading fiction or non-fiction that's based in history is actually the knowledge that you gain. And of course, in, in a non-fiction book, it's probably more direct that, you know, you, you're kind of uh, learning so much about a particular period or a particular person. But even in a fiction book, you get to learn so much. So, um, and I'll give you an example of, uh, this was before internet was accessible to everyone so this is probably around 2004 or 2005 and uh, I read a book uh, it's I think it's called the glass palace and I forget who the author is and it was a really big book and it was uh, spread across multiple um, you know countries in Asia which were under the British rule at that point of time and uh, somewhere at the end of the book is where I first learned that the sari in its current form with the blouse and the petticoat was actually not initially part of how Indians wore sari. That was something that, you know, uh, the Britishers actually uh, kind of uh, evolved into uh, wearing it like that because, you know, for them, it was very important to cover the midriff, whereas in India, it didn't really matter. And uh, I mean, now if you if I Google it, I'm sure I can find this information anywhere. But, you know, in 2005, 2006, when I didn't have access to the internet, there was uh, Wikipedia was not so popular. It was such a revelation to me. And I'm like, really, is that true? All this time that I've been thinking of that sari is the quintessential Indian garment and, you know, everyone wears it, uh, you know, from north to south, east to west. Uh, but in its current form, it exactly was not like this. I mean, I, I found it very interesting. So I think that, you know, um, whether it's fiction, 
or non-fiction, you still gain a lot of knowledge by reading books. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. That's, you know, especially why I like reading Wilbur Smith and Steve Berry novels because even though they're fiction, there's just so much that you can learn about history, about, you know, what's happening in other parts of the world. So, where do you go to buy your books? I don't think I have a particular place that I go to buy my books. I mean, probably when I started to actually buy my books, Crossword was my go-to place and I... I, I like the collection there. But now when I go to Crossword, I'm not so sure that I like the collection too much. It's kind of still very, uh, it's it's very dependent on what's trending. And I'm okay with that, you know. I don't mind reading books that are doing well and, um, you know, everybody's talking about that author. But if I have to be more specific because I have a very, um, I have a very defined interest, then, yeah, usually I just buy them off the internet, Amazon, Amazon probably. Right. And do you judge a book by its cover? I I think I do. Yes, I do. Uh, but what I like is, you know, I always read the summary. So yes, when I'm scrolling through a lot of books uh, and the cover is very attractive, it does stop me in my tracks. But um, I definitely read the summary. And if the summary is poorly written, um, even if the story is great, but you know, if the summary is poorly written, then you just know that you're going to read through somebody who hasn't got a lot of clarity in their thought they're just going to kind of stumble through the story and it's not going to be an enjoyable experience so the summary is the most important thing for me what about you yeah i also judge a book by its cover uh, and like you you know summary is probably the uh, best way to figure out how a book is i also do uh, go to a website called goodreads.com uh, that is like a social platform for uh, people who read uh, so I do go there to read about the book and see if there's, you know, general good reviews about a book. And uh, then based on that, I decide whether I want to read it or not. Usually within the first chapter, I'm able to decide whether I want to keep going with the book or I want to move on to my next book. Right. So uh, great conversation, uh, um, a shared passion of ours. Yeah. Um, so, so thanks for the chat, Pallavi. No problem. And what's your next book? I think my next book is going to be a Jeffrey Archer. Excellent. And for me, light reading, I'm going to read a gardening magazine. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Hope you like this episode. And if you want to hear more such conversations, do subscribe to our podcast. So that you are notified of new episodes. See you next time.